Hello and welcome to the Front End Podcast. Um, I am here, as as promised, uh, with the new shorter weekly podcast with, uh, we've got Fraser here. Hello, Fraser. Hello. Hello. And Simon. Hello. Hello. And Paul. Hello. Hello. Uh, right. Okay. So last time we spoke, we were all extremely optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Or foolish. Four, six, or in some cases, seven points from the two games. <laughs> uh, I've been dying all week to say that. Um, it's the highlight of a week in which we got one point from said two games. Um, it's sort of pointless asking if any of us are, are happy with it. <laughs> um, nah. Yeah. So let's talk about the games themselves. Um uh, I don't know where to start, really. Well, let's start with Gillingham, because that was the first game. It was a bit of a nothing game, wasn't it? Very little happened until about the last 10 or 15 minutes when we looked a little bit lively, and, and then they looked lively, and and then they scored. And it was... <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> Fraser sound effects. Yeah, very good, good, very like good. Um, yeah, it's, it's always gutting to concede in the last few minutes. Um, and especially when uh, Fraser, I think you text just before the goal and said, "If we score now, we go from twenty-first to fourteenth." Yeah, yeah, what a dickhead! Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah. what a different mood we'd be in right now. Oh well, um, I mean, it shows how tight it is down at the bottom of the league, doesn't it? But um, yeah. it's insane. Uh, yeah, it was. It was so disappointing when Gillingham scored that goal. I mean. You 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 did feel like the game could go either way. I know it's a cliche saying that, but I really didn't think we were going to concede one. I thought, I, you know, I thought, okay, well, we'll take a point from here. It's not that bad, but oh god, to concede that late as well. And and when you see the goal, it just looks pathetic. And oh, it's a mess. An yeah, mess. you could take a um, screamer, but I mean that it was two two headers in the six yard box. That's what the hell is going on? You know. So I'll avoid the name, but the current. Sheffield United manager um, always used to do that. It always used to talk about putting corners in at the back post, and you can head it across, and and hopefully someone will pop it in, or it will catch a defender and go in. And it is a decent tactic, but it's what we were doing in the conference, and it's what we were doing sort of mid League Two. We shouldn't yeah. be undone by that in League One, especially after you know. There's no doubting that that their penalty was a penalty, in my opinion. Um, but Eastie saves it. I don't think it was the best penalty in the world, but he he got down well. He saved it, and so to get nothing and and it mean absolutely nothing is um it's really frustrating. Yeah, there was this shout that the penalty we we had a shout for a penalty, didn't we? That I still haven't seen it, but everyone seems to be saying it was it was an absolute shocker that he didn't give it. It was apart it, from, it, apart from Simon Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the he, he admitted that was the goalkeepers' union sticking together. I I think it yeah. was the most blatant shove in the back that you'll ever ever see it was you know it was two hands it wasn't one of these well there's contact he's got every right to go down it was just an absolute i'm going to give you the biggest shove in the back to get you out of the way and it, it, if it was anywhere else on the pitch or certainly if that was an attacker pushing a defender anything like that it it's just simply a free kick and therefore if he's in the box, it's a penalty. He, you know, yeah. 
the the referee referee perhaps was slightly unsighted, but the 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 linesman should be looking across and seeing that it really was, oh, dreadful dreadful decision. And I I normally defend referees because it's not easy when you got players cheating and falling over an awful lot, but that that was as clear as day. Yeah, I I do um, sort of hear you, and and uh, I'm similar. I I I try to be fairly unbiased and and try to sort of side with the referee when I can. But I I think we should have had a penalty, right? Okay, we still didn't score for the rest of the game, mm. other than that five seconds, and we still did concede. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think I think if you look at the stats, we had one shot on target as well. It's not as if yeah, we were so, hammering the door down. Exactly. So we we can we can moan about that decision, and obviously, Carl did, and and sort of in his his very emotional way, and and didn't think through what he said, and talked about he should be sacked and and stuff like that. And I don't know; it's a bit too close to uh, Port Vale for my liking. Sort of speeches like that. I know I, it's not an official statement, but. I've got to say, I was absolutely horrified by that story that uh, and his quote, and I, I thought it was a shambolic thing to come out with. I mean, a man who, a football manager who is so under pressure at the moment, the season hasn't gone well, we're in the relegation zone. For him to say, to come out and say a referee should be sacked for an error, that's his justification for someone losing their job. What the hell are you talking about? I was embarrassed when I read that story. I could, I just when you think he can't drop a further clangor in the shite that he comes out with, he comes out with that one. I mean, yeah, you're so, inviting criticism. Totally with you, Fraser. And the and the thing is as well, he's he they'll often use the well, you know, managers get sacked. Yeah, but then they get another job about two weeks later somewhere else. Oh, exactly. You know, exactly. Referee, if he was he suggesting you sack the referee and that's it, you know. It's it's not the same as managers getting the sack because managers yeah. get the sack and then get another job. Yeah, and, more, and with more the often sack, than not. And with the sack, get a big old hefty payoff oh, yeah, usually as well. Yeah, yeah. A, a referee's getting I what think, 250, 300 quid a game probably working yeah, part time. Probably, yeah. I mean, I just thought it was such a pathetic thing to come out with. I know he said it in the heat of the moment, but wasn't he also asked about it again last night before the game and he and he still stood by it. Well, he. He needs media training. Does he? And he should have had it from from Pep being a championship. <laughs> yeah. From being a championship manager, uh, that isn't product placement <laughs> to any sort of PC game. But um, if you want to send us one, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, from from being a manager in the championship, he should be used to that, um, and he should have had that training. But he speaks, and I've said this. Time and time again, he speaks like a fan. Oh, absolutely, he does. He's not one. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's employed to be a manager, and he needs to manage it, and, and he needs to manage himself in terms of what he says. And to be honest, most of us fans read stuff and think you're an idiot sometimes. Yeah, and most of us fans don't know what we're talking about anyway. So, well, him quite, talking like yeah. a fan is yeah. not the not the most sensible thing to do. Well, this is it. I mean, but the th- and the thing is, That's... his interview last night after the game, he comes up with this. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was along the lines of. We're in the top six of goals that should have been scored. It's something like that. What he what he does mean, I think, is um, if anyone has an eye follow, if you watch the uh, Gillingham preview show, you will see Dan Bond on talking about uh, analysis and talking about expected goals. I think that's what he means. 
we're really high up in the league in terms of the chances we create, the quality of the chances we create, and the right. fact we should be scoring a lot and we right. shouldn't be conceding many. But yeah, that, we don't need to be told that though. We know that. <laughs> we we do, and it's uh, Dan Bond is is awesome. He he seems like a really nice guy as well, but that is it's good to know. It's helpful to know. I understand that sports science is important, but also. The biggest thing is, we're losing a lot of games, well, and we need it. to win them. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't give a toss if we only have one shot per game for the rest of the season if we score it and don't concede. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, how many times have we left a game this season and thought we should have got more out of that? A fair few. But do you know what? I've left an equal number of games this season and thought we didn't deserve anything from that. So I take Carl's point that you know, we should be doing better, but there's a fair amount of games where we've lost and drawn, and I'm sorry, we've deserved to lose and draw. You do wonder as well, you know, the, the number of these, you know, this, they, they talk about the statistics and the expected number of goals. And he also said something after the Gillingham game in his post-match interview, saying, we don't concede goals. And you think, well, yeah, OK, Blackpool we didn't concede against, Burton we didn't concede against, but that's about it since sort of the early November you know, or whatever. We we do concede goals. It, it I think yeah. there's, a, there's almost a, an over-reliance on the statistics and the number of chances. Yes, you know, there is a certain amount of... Well, yeah, if you get... If you're going to shoot, you, more, the more you shoot, the more chance you have of scoring. But but it, there's a potential there to over-analyse everything and, and do too yeah. much. And rather than at the moment, you know, with nine games to go, keep it simple. You know, wingers, get down the wing, go past your man if you can, cross the ball. Yeah. Forward. I can remember attack the crosses. Defenders just get rid of it if you need to. And and really simplify it because at the moment we look like we're overthinking everything. I can remember when um Michael Appleton was in charge whenever we lost he, he would come on the radio and you felt better after the interview. Finding out about all these stats and things it makes it worse if anything. Yeah, cuz you raise the question why aren't we converting these chances? Yeah. And you know when yeah, he says he... at the end of the game I know how to win games, oh. and you've just lost. You just think, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. you've got you to know, look back and cringe at I yourself. Don't have to. I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, it, and it's, I, it feels like it feels like I don't want to become. I'm on Carl's back all the time. Get him out, but he he doesn't no. make it easy, really, does he? No, I don't think it's right to get rid of him now because. The players are here. Well, what would you they do? seem it's to be behind him. Left, yeah. yeah, you yeah. need to stick with him now and you need to get behind the team, but they do make it difficult. The, that, that second half against Sunderland at home, I, I've, uh, that's one of the best performances I've seen from Oxford this season. I thought we were amazing against a really good opposition. The first half against Scunthorpe, I think it was at home, we were dreadful. Mm. I've never known such a wide range of, of possible performances that we're going to put in or that we have put in. In, in in consecutive games sometimes. No, and I think I think there's been an ongoing joke with me and the people that sort of sit alongside me and where I've got my season ticket, where they go, oh, what do you think of today? And I say, it depends which team turns up. And it's been an ongoing joke, but it's so true this season. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And we just have to hope that for the remaining nine games, the, the better one is going to turn up more than the worst one. Well, mm. yeah, absolutely. Um but I, I will say this on behalf of the club. 
unfortunately, because it's fits and starts, when we've won two, we're all on top of the world. When we've got a point from two games, we're really negative. And, and, and I think rightly so. However, from the last four games, we've got seven points. Mm. If we do that in the next four and the next four, we're absolutely fine. It's just a case of doing it because we're running out of games to, to kick on. There's always a danger as well. You, you look at your own form in isolation and, and assume that everyone else is doing far better than we are because we've lost the game, we've drawn a game, we've not picked up many points in those two, obviously. You know, you know we kind of think, well, that's it, we're doomed. Rather than going, well, Southend have been rubbish and, and Wickham have been rubbish. I know Wickham are mid-table. They're only four points above us. You know, and, yeah. and like you say, yeah. we've we've picked up seven points in the last four games. You know, Wickham, I think, have in have got one point in about the last six. So yeah, it, in the last, I think it's in the last six games we've closed the gap on them from ten points down to four. four yeah, as you say. So like, and and Warsaw, uh, I know they've they've had a couple of of decent results in the last three or four, but they were free falling. Mm. Like really shocking form. It was something like of thirty three points they got five mm. or something like that. It's it was mad. Um, so without wishing bad luck on other teams, I need to wish bad luck yeah. on other teams. <laughs> yeah. so, wish away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, I've seen so many people having a go at Robinson. I think there are plenty of reasons to have a go at Robinson, but having a go at Robinson for not playing Gavin White against Gillingham. Why would you change a, a side that have just won two games? Yeah, they've won two games. Hindsight. All oh, right, we're going to change things up. Well, yeah, but that's no good, is it? You you can't go. Oh, why on earth would you play um, Garber instead of Gavin White? I'll tell you why. Because he has actually scored a couple. He's been setting up and he's played in winning sides. That's why. That's why Brannigan was on the bench. Yeah. Had we lost one or both of those games, Brannigan comes straight back into the side. I do, I do, but, you know. I do agree, Liam, with what you're saying. I will say that I think the Scunthorpe game changed when White came on. Um, but I'll, I'll give, but I, I do I'm agree. I do agree. White, I wouldn't change the. I White is change a great that. player. Yeah. But you, you can't send a team out and if they win, go right. None of you are playing. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Because, yeah. You know, my favourites are back. Yeah. You can't. Do I that. totally agree with that. But there's also the 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 argument, and I think a lot of fans will have it that at Gillingham, it was. You know, it was clear that Jordan Graham was was knackered, and yeah. he just left him on, and and you you go well. Marcus Brown's on the bench. Um, you know, why don't you bring him on? And and you know, Jordan Graham came in for a little bit of stick from Carl Robinson after the game, and you think, well, you you know, why didn't you take him off then? If if you're yeah. well, rather than saying, oh, he yeah. didn't really do this and he didn't do what I wanted him to do. Well, take him off and this bring on a player who exactly might what I mean with fresh legs. With the he's he's got plenty of faults and like we we can <laughs> like have a go at those. Mm. But I think in terms of his initial team selection after two yeah, wins, no, I agree. Keeping the same yeah, side, I, I agree I, with that. Leave leave the side as it was. Yeah, because mm. I think we said in the but it didn't work. No, and we no, lost. Exactly. So. <laughs> but I think it wasn't necessarily the the starting lineup that was the issue it was the the substitutions not being made perhaps when they they might have had an impact you know we've we've said that yeah. in previous pods where players like Gavin White or Marcus Brown or Jordan Graham if he doesn't start can come on 
against the tyrant defence and make a difference, like like Gavin White has done. You know, even even the short time he was on at Gillingham, he 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 made a difference. He was getting kicked all over the place, so you you might pick up a free kick in a good position or get a player sent off. But I just thought, you know, that we didn't make the substitution, certainly for Jordan Graham, who you know has been good for us, but was tiring and. Like I say, Carl Robinson had, a, had a, you know, dug him out a little bit for, for not being particularly good. The most annoying thing about Robinson's interviews is when we've lost, mm. they're really annoying. If we were winning every week, yeah, it wouldn't be a problem. But you can, every little thing he says, like, oh, yesterday he was going on about it's an art not conceding goals when you're away from, or it, it's an art not conceding <clears> goals <throat> when you're near the bottom. Yeah. Well, Rochdale were replaced below us. So they didn't concede either. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I hate to be a, a mood hoover, a naysayer, but I will say that even when we win, he's slightly annoying. I mean, there was the <laughs> Portsmouth game at home when we beat them 2-1. The first thing he said on the radio, he comes on with this, yeah, well, yeah, I haven't been able to bring these players on all season. I haven't been able to do that. That's why we were good today. That's why Carl, 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 no one's having a go, mate. No one's having a go. Just <laughs> calm yeah. down and enjoy the win, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like he's always he's always like... Do you know what? He's so I think he's so similar to the current Sheffield United manager, it's unreal, that he always thinks everyone's against him. And, OK, co- currently we are in the relegation zone, so a lot of people are against him. But even when we seem to do well, he's got this very defensive mindset that, why is everyone having a go? Why is everyone having a go? You know, no, no, stop, stop, stop. Well, yeah, and then he says it's part and parcel of football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so The strikers need to be more poignant. You can't have it both ways. You can't question people having a go and then say, oh, you're used to people having a go, you expect it. Yeah. Um, I know I've said this before, but I try to be an optimist and I always do try and back whatever the club are trying to do at, the, at that time. And at, at the moment, it's backing Carl Robinson. So I will try and see the positives in that and try and, and support. And, and during games, I am, you know, I'm fully backing the team. Um, but it's, it's difficult when you know you've got a top eight budget uh, and you're 21st and we're running out of games to put it right, it's it's more and more difficult. Has, has the top eight thing been confirmed? Is that That's definitely true, is it? That, that yeah, we do have it's a, pretty oh, right, much. Okay. okay, right. I mean, it's, uh, they've said it a few, in a few different places anyway. Uh, right, so we've talked about the past games. Let's be really optimistic and look to the future. Um, so we're playing Bradford on Saturday. Um, also struggling, of course, and have been for a little while. Their form has been bad for a, a, a fair while. Um, how do we think we'll do? I'm going to say I think we'll win because um, because please win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Simon, what do well, you think? Well, I, I, I did the uh, the draw prediction for the last two because it worked for the previous two games. Um, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do away with that because it certainly didn't work at Gillingham or Rochdale. Um, and I think, yeah, I th- I think we'll win it. We have to win it, don't we? Yeah. The scary thing is, oh no, you have been right once <laughs> of the four games. <laughs> Wasn't it twice? Did oh, I not oh, do Blackpool and Scott? I think you, you had twice, yeah. 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 Um, right, uh, Paul, what do you think? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that worked last time, didn't it? No, I'm, I will side with the others and go for a win, I think. 
it has to come. It has to. I can't cope with it not coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say we'll win. Uh, I think the home advantage will be good. Um, it's then a case of hope, hopefully pushing on with it. Um, yeah, let's let's go for a win. Why not? Just going back to something you mentioned about the club are backing Carl Robinson, and we've just got to back him. I think you're right, and and I think as fans, we've been behind the team all the way. I don't. There's considering where we are and and how how kind of poor it's been at times. We've had some really good away followings, and at home, it's it's not got nasty. It's not got you know, not in not too many boos. It's been a bit tense. But it's been supportive. And the closest yeah. we got to something that was disappointing was the booing of the goalkeeper um, when oh, he kicked yeah. out of play. That's the closest we've got to negativity. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I, I think the thing with Carl, you know, I'm not his biggest fan, but like you say, the club are clearly not going to get rid of him. So as much as he infuriates me with the things he says and the, our current league position, there is an element where I think, well, they, they, nothing's going to happen, though. This man is still going to be employed. So, like it or lump it, you're just going to have to get behind him um, because we have nine games left now and we need to rescue our League One status and he's the man who's going to be in charge for all of them. So, so please... You, you yeah, well, exactly, yeah. yeah. You, you've got to get behind him because the person in charge who decides whether he stays in his position or not has come out on numerous occasions and said Carl is his man regardless. And Carl was even Carl was even asked, wasn't he, on the fan the fifteen minute the five minute fans forum? Um, do you think you'll still be in charge? Should we even go down? And was his answer yes? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was yeah. sure he said, that he yeah. would be. So he's clearly been given very firm assurances by the board. So I don't think he's going anywhere. I think the thing that they like about him is the fact that he will bring through youngsters, and there are some who maybe have a better record who don't bring young players through. You know, thinking of, you know, the bloke at Sheffield United again. Um, but, you know, he he had a, some good, you know, a good, a good record. I mean, he's doing amazingly now. We could do with some of his results now. Well, should the rest of the season go well for him, he's been promoted from the top four possible leagues to be promoted. Yeah, from, and it's all down country. to Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> And Lunny. Yeah, thanks for that, Carl. <laughs> yeah. The big thing with with Robinson, from my point of view, is I really hope he proves everyone wrong. Because he is going to be in charge. So we've got two options. He proves us wrong or he doesn't. Mm. And so let's hope he does. I'd love for him to sit with a little smug face on going, I told you it would be fine. Tail end of next season when we're, you know, three games to go and we need a point to secure autos. Yeah. Right, Bino's back at the club. Good to see him involved in the charity side of things. Perfect um, role for him. Good to see him back at the club. Yeah, absolutely. He's such a nice um, guy. Yeah, yeah. as we know, as he's been on the podcast a few times. Mm. So, um, good luck, James. Um, I, I think he does actually listen sometimes. And if he retweets this, then, uh, then we'll know that he does. If he doesn't, then maybe he just forgot. You know, he's probably still listened. Do we have to do it? Hi, Bino. Hi, Bino. Oh, hi, Bino. Oh, yeah. oh. Hi, hi, Tim. Not necessarily in that order either, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely in that oh, order. Oh, God. No, That's Liam saying that, Tim. That's Liam saying that. 
Yeah, well, top goal scorer, we all know the truth. Uh, right, Fraser, I'm not sure if you have a phone-in planned at all, um, but instead of just putting it in, let's find out if it's what the people want. So if you guys want to hear a Fraser phone-in next time, um, yeah, just tell us on Twitter. You can use a hashtag if you want. I don't know what, but... The hashtag what, is, what it, it ain't not what, not what, not we got. It's the hashtag, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or just hashtag Fraser's phone yeah. in. I think it's probably safer. Yeah, yeah. let's go for the P-H-R-A-S-U-R-E. <laughs> right, okay. So um, that's probably about it for this podcast. Um, but we'll speak to you next week. And um, and yeah, we're all quite optimistic. So we'll be back in three points. Three. We should just always be back in three points, and then it can sometimes be months <laughs> between podcasts. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. All right, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.